If I have the ability to use the technology that I'm working on, that I'm familiar with, that I'm passionate about, to help people have a little more social engagement even when they're isolated, then I want to do that. Hi, I'm Bobby, a certified caregiving consultant and educator. I work one-on-one with family caregivers to help them respond in a positive way to the often confusing behaviors that come with a diagnosis of dementia. And I'm her husband, Mike, and I'm a certified caregiver advocate and a certified music therapist. And this is Roger That, the podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia. Our goal is to focus on the caregiver, offer some practical insights, and share some emotional support. And maybe we'll share a laugh or two, because we all know laughter is the best medicine. And don't forget the wine, Mike. Oh, no. (laughs) Can't forget your wine. So... The pandemic has made us much more aware of the significant impact that isolation and lack of stimulating conversation has, especially on the people with dementia. Absolutely. And there's also a great deal of isolation with the caregiver themselves who have often given up their jobs. Family has kind of drifted off as well as friends. So a way to keep them engaged is really important. And that brings us to today's guest, who worked for NASA as an IT manager for 14 years. After her career at NASA, she began designing interactive voice experiences for Amazon Alexa. In 2018, her mother relocated to an assisted living facility. The pandemic lockdowns occurred in her mom's second year and had a very negative impact on her mental and physical health. Seeing the devastating toll social isolation took on her mother's wellness, she turned her focus of using talking virtual characters to help fill the gap of missing social interaction for isolated older adults. We are very pleased to welcome Amy Stapleton. Amy, thank you for joining us and for your wonderful work. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, speak with you further. You know, we usually start things off asking people about their personal experience. And, and you know, since your mom was affected, maybe tell us a little about her and what led you to do what you do now? Yeah, um, so my mom was a, just a really wonderful, vibrant person. My dad passed away probably about two and a half years ago. And then my mom, well, actually two and a half years before my mom moved into an assisted living facility, let me say that. So she was by herself. She was starting to show some signs of dementia, more like, you know, anxiety-based. And she also had sort of an eating disorder. She didn't want to eat anymore. So my sister and I kind of were doing the caregiving for her. And it got to the point where we realized we we just felt like moving her into an assisted living facility where she would be with other people would be the right thing to do. And my dad had, you know, he'd saved money all of his life to make sure that he would be able to care for her after he was gone. So we talked to her about that and um, we found a really good spot for her and she moved in and she was actually okay like for the first year. She found someone in the dining hall that she could communicate with and they were, you know, they would just share little stories and when I called her on the phone, she would tell me about what they talked about and it was just very encouraging for me because I felt like she was coming out of her shell a little bit. And then, you know, when COVID hit, it just really messed up her routine. I guess I mean, I'm not an expert on dementia, but my, my sister, you know, made the observation that my mom, when she had her routine and she knew when she was going to go to the dining hall and what she was going to eat and what she was going to do, that and and 
she could keep with that routine, then she was okay. But it just messed up her routine. She wasn't able to go to the dining hall anymore. They would bring her meals up to the room. And then sometimes, you know, they weren't always at the same time. Anyway, everything was just all changed. And she started to get worse and worse. I would call her on the phone. She just wouldn't even communicate anymore, you know. And then she basically stopped eating. So when we finally were able to visit her, which was literally a year and a half after the lockdown. Um, You know, she was just, it was so sad because um, she had been moved into, she'd been moved out of her assisting living room into skilled nursing and she was just not going to eat anymore. And we didn't want to force her to eat, right? And, you know, because we'd already discussed all this beforehand. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, you know, she was just like a skeleton almost. And she was still okay, but she was in pain anyway that, it didn't take that much longer after that before she passed away. And I was able to, thank goodness, spend some quality time with her beforehand. And I was able to be there with her. But I just, uh, you know, I noticed, I mean, obviously there were a lot of other things going on, but I just felt like if if I have the ability to use the technology that I'm working on, that I'm familiar with, that I'm passionate about to help people have a little more social engagement, even when they're isolated, then, I, you know, I want to do that. And maybe, you know, like my mom, she was somewhat reticent to talk to other people, but I think she might have been open to speaking with virtual characters and like a story setting because she really enjoyed fiction and reading and, and she was reading like up until the last day. I mean, that was how she kept focus and it helped her frame the context of her world when she was in a story. So I feel like if you could bring virtual characters that could help people be immersed in a story and in a conversational experience, that might just give them some grounding to just reduce feelings of loneliness and anxiety, I guess. So that's kind of the story. You know, what you're talking about during the pandemic, what happened to people that were in memory care, so many people went into what we call failure to thrive and, you know, responded exactly the way your mother did in our caregiving experience and so many people that we talk to, that routine is so important. These people have a devastating brain disease and if it's able to wire itself in such a way that it can respond to the routine, the last thing we wanna do is mess with that. Of course, during COVID, we had to keep them safe from the disease, but keeping family members out, I think, had a huge impact. You know, if you had been able to go in or family members masked up. It was bad. And because my, my sister, we, we specifically picked that facility because my sister lived only like two blocks away. Oh, so she geez. was able to visit her every single day after she got out from work. And and I remember the day my sister called me and, and I, I can't remember, it's probably like March 2020 or something. Right. And my sister calls and she says, we we were just told we're not able to visit. I, and because um, and, she used to bring all these supplies to my mom, you know, Kleenexes and all the stuff that my mother needed, like her applesauce that she had to have a special kind of applesauce, right? And my sister had like five hours to to stock my mom because she wasn't going to be able to go back in. So she was like, she's going crazy. She was running around all the grocery stores trying to find that applesauce. I mean, literally she was told like from one hour to the next that she wasn't going to be able to visit my mom for an extended period of time. And that's really what happened. What So what she had to do was she had to make le- these these care deliveries like to the facilities with the, you know, with the applesauce and the Kleenexes and the eye drops and all that and like drop them off but she could not go in to see my mom. 
So it was just, oh man, it was, I hope we learned something from all that. Maybe we, we never do that again, but it was something. And I'm afraid that that's not the case because as, you know, the variants come and there's these certain upticks, like even the local adult daycare, because there's been an uptick in our county, they're back to wearing masks. And the next step will be, you're not going to be able to bring the person in there. So that makes what you're doing even more important and more terrific. So we would love to hear about Chattables. So we're just starting out with the voice experience that we've created, right? I started working on interactive voice applications back in 2016, right after Amazon brought their Alexa device to the market. And I was always sort of fascinated with the idea that we could build up a relationship with a virtual character. And Amazon has kind of tried to do something like that with Alexa. But I also thought, you know, I've I've gotten to the point where I, I think that it's better to have more than just one character. Because if you were a person that's living alone, one of the things that you miss are not just like one-on-one conversations with a friend, but you miss being in more of a social setting where you can also hear what other people are saying and you're part of a group conversation. So this idea came forward with my company. So I own the company and I have a co-founder and the company's Chattables. It's called Chattables because they're friends you can chat with. I guess that's kind of the, the origin of the name. And we have a voice experience on Amazon Alexa that's available within the United States, and it's called Storyteller Cafe. So a lot of people probably don't realize, but Amazon allows third-party companies like Chattables to create what they call, you know, voice applications or skills and make them available. And it's a little bit difficult to find them. Right now, you have to know exactly what to say to get Alexa to start one of those experiences. So to start our experience, you say, Alexa, open Storyteller Cafe. And then that's a clue to Amazon to go to our system and and start our experience. And so you leave Alexa and you go open the Storyteller Cafe and you'll hear like a little coffee pour sound and then you'll be introduced to Alex. And he's like one of the main characters in Storyteller Cafe. And he has a synthetic voice. So we use voices that Amazon makes available that are you know, it's not a human recorded voice. it's, It's a synthetic voice. And based on that, we can also do some things like we can call you by your name. So he'll ask you what's your name. And then based on that, he and the other characters will say your name and they'll talk to you in their conversations, addressing you by your name. And they'll ask you questions about things and they'll invite you to participate in. Right now we have like three different types of three flavors of content within the, within the cafe. Let's say we have tasty trivia and savory stories and salty small talk. So we're actually kind of redoing some of it right now in the new version. When you come in, you know, Alex will ask you what you're in the mood for. Are you in the mood for some some trivia or some small talk or, you know, a savory story? And all of them are very interactive conversational experiences. I mean, again, it's not like having a real conversation where you're saying all kinds of things because the technology just isn't there yet. But it's natural in the sense that once you're in there, you're just talk. it's like you're talking to friends and they're including you in the conversation and they're asking you stuff. And sometimes it's just like a yes or no question. Sometimes it's a more open question. And they can also remember how you responded to certain questions so that they can reference that again later on. And for example, like with the trivia, we try to make a little game element out of it. It's not like a trivia game, but it's more of a conversation. So an example would be, 
we have like history trivia or celebrity trivia. One of the celebrity ones was about uh, Elvis Presley and how did Graceland get its name? And so the characters will be talking about that and, and they'll give you like two different versions of the story of how Graceland got its name. And then you kind of guess which one is right. And one of the other characters guesses with you and then you see whether, you know, you both guessed correctly or one of you got it right or one of you got it wrong or whatever. So that's kind of cool. in general how it works. Hey, Amy, I have a question. You know, a lot of times people with dementia, they get suspicious. And I'm wondering, have you found that this faceless voice creates some suspicious sometimes? Well, you know, I have to be perfectly frank, and that's that we we don't have that much experience trying it out yet. So we're in the process now of trying to find organizations or people or caregivers or whatever that have someone that they want to try it with. We have... We have tried it with people that are older and isolated and maybe, you know, they're not able to get out of their home for health reasons. Most of them so far are not really experiencing dementia and we haven't had the issue of them being mistrustful. So I think that would be really interesting to find out if that is the case. So how can our listeners help you with your studies and research? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Well, and I will say that um, I'm really glad you guys found me because in listening to your podcast, I learned about Haley Wilder. She, You did a podcast with her. Yes. And after the podcast, I contacted her because she is someone that is almost like she's almost an independent activities director mm-hmm. for, right. um, you know, for senior living facilities for older adults. And so she has a lot of experience working with let's just call it the target population. And quite frankly, you know, I don't. My background is more, you know, I worked at NASA. I had this background in interactive voice technology and I really want to help people based on what I experienced with my mom. So with Haley, what she was able to do was she listened to some of the content, she tried out the voice app and then she gave me some great feedback on what I could do to make the stories like more engaging. She she thought, she says, you know, with any older adult population, especially the type of people that she tries to engage with her activities, you really have to do something special to like get their attention and keep their attention. And she also felt that they gravitate towards and really appreciate getting to know someone, like more personality. So she listened to some of the stories and she said, I like them, but I think you need to have like more personality for your four characters. And, and so, you know, now we're making Alex more like the funny guy and Lily is shy, but she's trying to overcome her shyness. And, and you know, Madison is someone that just, she's got the maternal instinct and she likes to help people. So that kind of feedback was really useful to me. And if there are other people in the audience that have experience in this realm and they can listen to the content and give me that type of feedback, then that's great. Um, if they're just a caregiver who has someone that they think could benefit from this if they already have an Amazon Alexa device, all they have to do is with their you know, loved ones say, Alexa, open Storyteller Cafe and try it out. As I tried to describe before, it's, a, it's meant to be a one-on-one experience. So, you, you know, your loved one will, you want to give them that person's name so that the characters are, t- are calling them by their name. Yeah, so just really right now I'm trying to get feedback and tailor the content to the point where people feel like, hey, this is really useful. You know, my loved one enjoys it. And the fun thing about it, or let's say the good thing about it is that I can create content, you know, on almost any topic or subject or story or whatever. And I can, I've got authors that I can work with. So once we know what resonates, we can do more of that. 
So it's actually live now, but you're also refining it continually. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that goes on with it. And right now it, it works well, but we want to make it better We're when so we're recoding some of the platform. And as we do that, we also want to give people the feeling that they really are in a cafe and they have more choices, you know, and make it less robotic. So when they come into the cafe, you know, Alex, in the future, we want them to be able to say, hey, you know, what are you in the mood for today? We've got the small talk, we've got the stories, we've got the trivia, and have it so that it's not, you know, just yes, no type of questions. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I tell you what, you got me almost wanting to go out and get an Amazon dot <laughs> just so I could play with it. Yeah, and they're 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 cheap. And I and I and I will say this for other people that may be listening. I know that there's a lot of pros and cons to Amazon and to Alexa's and and right. personally, I really look forward to the day when if we're successful when we can move this to other platforms beyond Amazon Alexa. But Amazon is probably one of the few companies that has a product and a and a um, a vision for helping older adults. And one of the things that, if you happen to to be working in a senior community, Amazon has something called Alexa for Senior Living. And what that entails is, if you work in a senior living community, if you sign up with one of with Amazon or, or one of their Alexa for Senior Living solution providers, they can provision all these devices for your residents, like with a push of a button. So you know how like if, Mike, if you go out and buy your own Echo device, you have to like install the Alexa app on your phone and then you have to log in with your Amazon account and there's like some setup that that happens. It's not that bad, but it's Mm -hmm. not the kind of thing that you would want someone in a memory care facility to do, obviously. So with Alexa for Senior Living, you have the ability to like provision all these devices and just put them in people's rooms and they um, they don't have to set up their own account. There's privacy associated with it. Like there's no voice recordings made from anything they say. And it's almost like putting digital signage into someone's room because the senior community can can put up announcements. They could say like, okay, today for your lunch choices are, you know, the turkey Reuben or the breaded shrimp or, um, you know, there's bingo at three, three o'clock. And they can, the resident can... Um, say, hey, call my daughter, and the, they'll do like a video call automatically with, with their voice. So I guess what I'm saying is there's a lot of capabilities, and what we're doing with Storyteller Cafe is, you know, it's specifically, it's an application targeted to reduce loneliness and improve mental engagement for older adults. So we're, we'd like to add that, you know, in as like one of the experiences that you can get with that. But if there's if there are people out there that are interested in what we're doing, then I think they should also look at like the broader set of capabilities that Amazon is offering through the Alexa for Senior Living or the um, the equivalent for that for the home is something called Alexa Together. Mm-hmm. Wow. I had no idea. I'll, I'll tell you something else that's interesting about the music is that if you, I mean, unfortunately you have to sign up for like the service. And it, sure. But if you're, I think if you're a Prime subscriber, you you get Alexa, um, Amazon Music for free. It it will using sort of I'm going to say artificial intelligence. It, it will figure out what kind of music you like. So if you just say Alexa, play some music. I just did that today because um, my husband's gone for like a few days, so I'm by myself. It will come up with a playlist of things that it knows you like, so you don't have to try to figure out what you want. Yes. Which I find that. 
Yeah, that's really nice. So, you know, since your husband's gone, you can go to this place called uh, the cafe. I know. And say, Let's I know. I'm actually <laughs> no. working on a brand new story that that Haley wrote today, and so um, that, that's what I'm. That's where I've been most of the most of the morning. Well, Amy, I I got to tell you, I'm absolutely fascinated by this, and certainly appreciate you coming on to talk about chatables. You know, we all, we often say we learn from all of the guests on our show. I know I learned a great deal from you today. I'm sure that our listeners do too. I didn't know Alexa for Senior Living even existed. And and that's a resource, you know, when we're dealing with some of these memory uh, care homes in our area here that we can mention to them if they don't have it. And and then also tell them that that will lead them into Storyteller Cafe. Exactly. (laughs) Perfect. Well, Amy, again, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I appreciate everything you guys do for the community. It's it's very helpful. You can find more information about Amy and links to the Chattables website on our show website at rogerthat.show. This has been Roger That. I'm Bobby. And I'm Mike. And we are dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia. Bobby and I would love to hear from you. We'd love to answer any questions you might have or just talk and find out how you are doing. Please connect with us on our Roger That Facebook and Twitter. To find out more about us, head over to rogerthat.show. That's Roger, R-O-D-G-E-R, that.show. Roger That is produced by Missing Link, a media podcast company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is the designated drinker show, the podcast raising the bar on craft cocktails. Here you meet interesting folks, enjoy boozy banter, and learn how to make craft cocktails from a master. And if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and all those in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows as your review helps our show reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company.